The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After making the crossing to the other side of the sea, Jesus and his disciples came to the land at Gennesaret and tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding country. He began to bring in the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel of his cloak. And as many as touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. At the Sikh um, conference, I was kind of giving one of the uh, booth people. His name's Taylor, and he was, he's the vocation promoter now for our diocese or, or something like that. I apologize if I have his, his title wrong. But he was, I was like, hey, do you want to get some food for lunch on Saturday? And he told me, he's like, no, I, I, I didn't work out today. And I'm like, okay, drop and give me 40. And he's like, no, I don't think I can do that. So I was like, well, let me go get you a tissue. So I grabbed a, I grabbed a big blanket and I said, here, let's just wipe out, wipe out those tears for you right now. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I don't need a blanket. I'm like, it's not a blanket, it's a binky. So um, these blankets are down here in case you get cold or also to catch your tears because I'm gonna rock this homily. I have a really good feeling about this. So um, <laughs> I am super excited that you're here. It's not a mistake and I think uh, our saint for today is exactly who you and I need to hear from. Uh, today we, we celebrate uh, St. Josephine Bikita. And I like that name. I like names that sound weird because you remember them, first of all. Uh, but also a, a little bit about her life. And I'm just going to steal this from the Magnificat. Uh, but she was born in southern Sudan. And uh, she was actually kidnapped and enslaved when she was only nine years old. But she endured profound physical punishments until she was bought by an Italian and taken to Italy. And she actually embraced the faith there and was catechized by the Kenosian sisters in 1893. And she joined them later in life as a religious sister. But in her heart, she longed for a return to Africa, but it was occupied, you know, and telling, and telling her about the story in the missions in Italy, and she had to be obedient. But in 1993, St. Pope John Paul II actually fulfilled the desire in her heart that she wanted to go back in a way that I don't think a lot of us would ever expect. And I want to quick read to you from Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. And I want you to, just to think of the question to yourself, is do you think that Jesus Christ can fulfill all your desires? Especially the good and holy ones, like the deep, deep down ones. Do you believe that he can fulfill all of your desires? But I, I think sometimes we think they have to be done in, in the way that we say they should be done, but not necessarily in the way that the Lord works and know that the Lord can do anything. He's God, right? So Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 says this, and I think Bakita, St. Bakita, Josephine Bakita knew this. But I'm wondering, do we, do we, especially heading out of the Sikh conference, we hear these words, we heard them yesterday, for I know well the plans I have in mind for you. He knows them well. <laughs> it's not like abstract for him. 
And it says plans for your welfare, which means he wants you to fare well, but not for your woe. Plans that give you a future full of hope, not just a little hope, full of hope. And he says, when you call me, when you go to pray to me, I will listen to you. When you look for me, you will find me. Yes, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me with you, says the Lord. And I will change your lot. I will gather you together from all the nations and all the places to which I have banished you, says the Lord, and bring you back to the place from which I have exiled you. Now, just think about this for a second. This is like totally crazy. St. Josephine Bikita, right? She wanted to go back to a place of slavery, which make, like literally makes no sense. But if you have a certain sin in your life you're struggling with, and then you also become passionate about setting other people free from that, that's kind of what's happening here. But how did the Lord bring her back to Sudan? Well, another saint brought her relics back to Sudan to fulfill that desire in her heart. A kind of a weird thing. And the thing is, like, if, if you and I want to be saints and, and, and why we have relics, um, you know, if we want to be saints, we, we actually wouldn't want to be cremated. This is why I don't promote cremation. Because if you are a saint, you're so holy, it's in your bones, right? It's in your bones or even in, in, your, in your hair. And to have a little piece of that as a relic. So the Lord takes parts of St. Josephine Bikita to Sudan to fulfill that desire in her heart, right? To fulfill that desire in her heart because he knew well the plans that he had for St. Josephine Bikita and to know that it was for her welfare, not for her woe, right? And I'm, I'm, and I'm also just kind of wondering, like the question is for us, I think right now, as we head out of seek, is how do we keep the fire going? Like how do we keep the zeal going? You know, like you're here right now uh, and usually like in two weeks, it starts to go out. And as I was, I've been reading this book, Again, I told you about it. we got to read this, guys. It's so good because uh, it's, it's also the same question that's, as I was reading today came up. Erasmo Lieva Marikakis says, How can I tell when the fire of the Holy Spirit continues to burn within me or when I have managed to half extinguish it, perhaps? Ironically, by a certain kind of religious routine. He says, How can I expect to be embraced by God as I am if I am... If I will not embrace my brother and sister, unless they conform to the image of them I myself have created. He says, Christian discipleship and discipline should create a space of freedom within me, within the community. Like the Lord, he wants you free. A little further, Erasmo Lievamerikaki says this. He says, I take this then to be the foundation of serious Christian existence. He says, the deliberate choice repeated on a daily and hourly basis to return to the beginning of our own individual genesis to a state where God's spirit may create us anew. Formlessness, darkness, indetermination, wet, shapeless clay. He says, are not those the conditions for receiving the mercy of God in any way his wisdom may choose to give it to us? 
Was this not the situation of the apostles between the ascension, when the Lord went back to his father, and Pentecost, a situation that serves as a model for the permanent condition of the church in the world? So that means that you and I, if we want to keep the fire going, we want to live in that freedom, and and the freedom of community, see, see people as God sees them, not as we see them, that means we have to become like clay in the hands of the potter. And to know that his plans are for our welfare, not for our woe. So every time we surrender, not just daily, but every hour to him, he's going to provide and pour in new life. He's going to provide new friends for you. And it's a future full of hope, right? It's a future full of hope. And I know the devil is after a lot of you already because he wants to put that fire out. But if you and I stay together, it's much easier to stay on fire, right? We do that. And like Josephine Bakita, as she was taken out of a place of slavery, that's what you and I are called to do, to take people out of the place of slavery, not just physical slavery, but slavery to, slavery to their sin, slavery to their sin, slavery to bad habits, to negative self-image, self-hatred, self-condemnation. And kind of like, you know, Joseph Chan said, like people that don't even have a clue like why they're here, they don't even know why they exist. They take them into the true existence uh, that God has created for them. And how do we do that? You and I have to be reminded daily. We have to be reminded daily. We have to be reminded daily. We have to be reminded daily about our own Genesis. Our first reading today. Genesis means beginning, right? So when did you first meet Jesus? When did you first have an idea that he loved you, that he was present in the Eucharist, that he forgave you in confession? And when you and I don't live from our why, that encounter of, oh yeah, that's why I do that. Oh yeah, that's why I do that. That's why I live in hope instead of fear. I live in faith instead of worry. If we don't live there, guys, uh, it just puts a fire out so fast. And we start to see people in our image and likeness instead of God's image and likeness. So how do we, how do we place ourselves in the hands of the Father? How do, we, how do we do that? How do we be reshaped? Again, when things are complex, the Lord makes them simple. That's why we pray the words, come Holy Spirit, right? We ask the Spirit to renew us, not just daily, but hourly, right? So we just take a moment of silence just to pray, come Holy Spirit. Come fill me, come recreate me, come reshape me. Remind me always of when I encountered Jesus that first time, when I, when I literally felt lovable, right? When I felt worthy. And help me live from there so that I know that the Lord will fulfill all my desires. We just take a moment of silence just to thank him and praise him, but also to be constantly reminded of his love for us. And we ask St. Josephine Bikita to help us on that journey, right? So we can live in freedom and hope and joy and peace so the fire from the conference doesn't go out because it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. It's your choice and my choice. The Holy Spirit's always willing to recreate us and reshape us and give us more joy, more peace, more hope, more grace to live his mission. And we have to live always in that place of that's when I felt loved. That's when I knew he was present in the Eucharist. That's when the word jumped off the page into my mind, into my heart, and delivered me. So we just take a moment of silence to rest and just pray in our hearts, come, Holy Spirit, St. Josephine Bikita, pray for us.